Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Chatty Fox Conversations with the 20-something with me, Melissa, a 20-something. Thank you for tuning in again to listen to another episode. This week, I am by myself again, another solo episode. I had another good run of guest episodes. We've had my cousin Joshua on a two-parter for Pride Month, and then you got to listen to the infamous Cynthia Marine, my best friend, who I have mentioned plenty of times here on the podcast. So if you haven't listened to those yet, make sure that you head on to Spotify and Apple Podcast and Anchor because they're up live now. And while I edit my next guest episode because that one also was so good and became a two-parter, I wanted to just post a solo episode in between because one, I'm in finals right now so I don't have a lot of time to finish editing that guest episode and two I wanted to take a break from finals and drink some wine and just do a fun episode like just a not that serious funny one that doesn't involve a lot of like research or taking notes like an idea that came to my mind because I also like these kind of podcast episodes are like when they read reddit posts or like am I the asshole type of stories and I was thinking of doing something like that but I was like no like I want to do something different you know I'm different (laughs) here on the podcast so I was like you know what why don't I just do some commentary on pop culture moments and on top of that I was like I'm also feeling nostalgic because I just finished watching uh, the Disney Channel original movie called The Color of Friendship and if you have not seen that movie you need to watch it it's one of my favorite Disney Channel original movies out there it's on Disney plus and it was one of those Disney Channel movies that like get real like I remember watching it when I was younger and I was like whoa like this is definitely a more serious tone, but it's still a cute movie. It's basically about two girls, one who lives in Washington, D.C., and one who lives in South Africa, and the one that lives in D.C. is the daughter of a black congressman, and oh, and by the way, this is based on a true story. Um, I'm just going to quickly, briefly summarize it. I don't know exact names, Um, but they are based on true events, true people. The congressman is a real person. I just can't think of their name right now, but the daughter's name, however, is Piper. She's basically like, oh, I want to take part in this, this exchange student program. I want to get to know about my roots and about other black cultures. So I would love if we can like host a, a, you know, like a student from South Africa and, you know, his, her dad was, like, reluctant because he's also fighting for, or not fighting for, I guess, but, like, he is for ending the, oh my god, how do you say this, a, apartheid, apartheid, you know, like, the, the whole, when in South Africa, there was, like, a policy or a system where they discriminate the black people in South Africa, and they were seen as lower to the white people that lived in Africa. Basically, think of, like, the Jim Crow laws here in America, but in South Africa. But anyway, um, so yeah, that's who the congressman was. And of course, he they did talk about that policy and segregation and racism in the movie. So when he agreed, they signed up and then they got partnered with the with the girl from South Africa. And then, you know, she the Piper got all excited because she was like, oh, I can't wait to meet her. And then, you know, they start dressing in like traditional African clothing and you know, bought stuff to, like, welcome her, and then when she comes to the airport, they notice that she's white, and not only was she white, but she's also the daughter of a cop, I think, I think it was a cop, a cop, a white cop, obviously, in South Africa, so her ideologies, and obviously she's blind to the racism and segregation that's going on in South Africa. So when she comes and lives with them, obviously she's surprised because she thought she was going to be staying with the white congressman. And, you know, just, you already know, that's that's going to cause a lot of conflict. And actually, actually, they say the N-word. Like, she, they actually don't censor that in the movie. And the white girl, I think her name's Mar- Mara, Mari, she actually says it. So that's, just just goes to show you that this movie is real 
really gets into it. I love this movie. The ending was cute. It's like a cute ending for a kid's movie to like really, really educate them on just prejudice ideals and how to open up your mind and actually talk to people, especially like the adults, because the adults would always try to stop Mari from asking questions because obviously Mari's confused. She's like, you know, why are they saying this about, oh, and yeah, there's, there's actually, like I said, it's based on actual events. So they do mention um, a protester, I believe, in South Africa who died. And, you know, she knows about this and she's questioning why the people in America are protesting for him when she grew up thinking that he was a bad person, obviously, because he's against the ARP. How do you see that word? Apart. Let me look at Google. Hold on. Hold on. Apartheid. Apartheid. Yes. So any anyway, I recommend that movie. Oh, and speaking about it being about real people, I just found out that the real girl who Mari is based on, the South African girl, that she died in real life. Like they think that you know because she changed the way that she was thinking. Spoiler alert. <laughs> in the end. She goes back to South Africa and they think that she was protesting and then that she got killed. Dude, that's fucking sad. Like, I didn't know what to think when I read that recently. But yeah, honestly, this was such a great movie. I loved it. And that's, and you know, watching that Disney movie made me nostalgic about my childhood. And and actually speaking of the nostalgia and childhood, I also got triggered on TikTok. I'm not gonna lie. Because it also did have some memories of my childhood. You know, the children of divorced parents or whatever. That type of TikTok showed up on my For You page. And I was like, are you serious today? Today is out trying to get me. Trying to trigger me. But anyway, that's what made me want to like look back and just remember old times. So with all that being said, I wanted to take a look back on pop culture moments that happened in the 2010s. I know, really random, but I was like, hey, like, I think that'd be cool because there's some, a lot of things that happened that I don't really remember. So maybe now, like, with fresh eyes, I, you, like, you guys can hear what I have to say about it and my reactions. So before I get into that, let's get into the wine segment. And I'm actually really excited to try this wine if you have heard my, I think it's my fifth episode on my trip to Seattle, I did mention that I drank this type of wine and I it was my first time and I really loved it. And it was just, I've been wanting to try it again and it was it's just been hard to find it again and I finally found it. Plus, this brand of wine is actually really cool. I discovered them on Instagram and they're called Final Girl Wines and this specific bottle I have today is the final girl sparkling viognier how the fuck do you say this hold on viognier viognier so i have a 2021 viognier and here on the final girl wines website it says it's a pet nut as well and that's actually the type of wine i had in seattle which was really interesting really good so i'm excited to try this wine and I wanted to dive a little more into this brand because honestly, it's this brand is really interesting. This brand is called Final Girl Wines and I'm going to read this straight from their website. It says, Our history. Peter and Anna are a husband and wife team that were brought together from opposite ends of the earth by a mutual love of horror and wine. Final Girl Wines is a blend of their two great passions. And I, was, I saw like them randomly pop up on my instagram one day from i guess someone that i follow who they who they sponsor and i was like well that's really interesting like i never i just i guess i never thought about blending those two together and i'm like i always do i'm gonna post a picture of the bottle on the instagram page of the podcast it's just so cool because they all have a picture of like a girl with a chainsaw so maybe think like chainsaw masker type vibes I didn't at first I didn't know what final girl meant but it's basically like that whole trope of like literally the last girl standing in a horror movie and I went on their website and some of their wines like it's so funny how they describe it they even pair it with like a horror movie so for example I think one of their wines is 
on the bottom of the description after they describe the wine it says that the perfect pairing would be like the bride of frankenstein or something like that which i thought was really cool and yeah so that obviously intrigued me and i was like i need to buy a bottle i need to try them and i need to have them on my podcast so let me read you guys what it says on the back of the bottle it says it's a sparkling viognier 2021 from santa barbara barbara county and it has a quote on here it says for the final girl left standing when the last drop of wine hits the floor that's so creative so cute i love it it doesn't really have anything about like notes and stuff i i know it's on the website for sure so let me just quickly look it up okay so it's supposed to have notes of ripe pear meyer lemon zest and fresh cut pineapples and it's a crisp and refreshing sparkling wine also if they're listening i just wanted to quickly say thank you because i had a first of all i had a good experience with them ordering from them for the first time because i placed an order to ship and i think they took long because they said they were on vacation but other than that they were fast to reply when i emailed them and not only were they fast to reply and they were really nice about it but they threw in like a free bottle wine so in total i got three instead of two and it was a rosé so honestly thank you guys that was really sweet and i can't wait to try that bottle of wine so you already know that's some good customer service right there let me open it up and i'm so excited because this is the first wine i have on here where the cap is like a classic coke bottle so the asmr is going to be different just watch let's i'm excited to see how it's going to sound dang look at that Mm. it kind of smells like champagne but let me just pour it into a glass okay so right away this smells like a regular champagne (laughs) regular dry champagne which i like the smell already so let's try it okay so very similar to champagne but I do taste citrusy notes for sure. I don't know if I can taste pear like it said on the website, but I do do taste like a citrusy aftertaste when you swallow it. Not like necessarily when you drink it, but when you swallow it. It also has a light yellow color. And if you haven't heard my episode with Cynthia yet, which is I believe the one from last week, she described it using like the p spectrum and i guess i'm gonna have to use the same spectrum this one would be the yellow p like if you were pretty much hydrated but you can be more hydrated (laughs) which honestly like it's a good yellow it's not like a chardonnay yellow but it's not a Sauvignon Blanc yellow. It's in the it's in the middle. And actually, I have a special guest here for a quick minute because I am sharing this wine with him. And it is my sister's boyfriend, Adrian Hernandez. Wow, this is your first time on here. How it do is. you how do you feel? I'm excited. I feel like a star. <laughs> okay, so I brought him on so he can cuz he's actually good at tasting notes and wines too. So <laughs> I think you are. So why don't you tell everyone what this sparkling Viognier tastes like? I mean, it tastes a lot like champagne, I think. But where champagne, I think, leaves that really bitter aftertaste kind of in your mouth that lingers. You kind of get like a mild one. It doesn't stay there that long. Right. But uh, It says it's supposed to be citrus and has notes of like pineapple. Hmm. I for sure taste citrusy. I think- the stuff but i don't know if i taste pineapple i was gonna say i think i taste the pineapple more than anything you do? else yeah yeah there's something in like i don't want to say the middle of the taste if that makes any sense right but like there's a small hint of what i think pineapple would taste like mm. i i kind of taste it once i swallow it like you said so once i swallow it i taste it and it's very soft and tangy i mm-hmm. think so to finish off the wine segment actually i don't know what do you rate it uh <laughs> i would think a little like a seven only because i think i like reds more than i do i like like whites or champagnes and stuff 
But uh, that little bit of a bitter aftertaste is not horrible, like not bad, at least compared to champagne. So it, there's that plus. Mm, okay. And how would you describe this wine? Like if it was a person for people who don't know about wine. I don't want to be mean, but I feel like this is the person that goes and buys the cheap champagne when they want to make good drinks. Like it's almost like champagne, but it's not. So I feel like they're trying to have mimosas and have a good time, but they're doing like as cost efficient as possible. Hey, well that's, I mean, <laughs> to me that's good. Cost efficiency. Well, thank you for your short appearance. Well, thanks for having me. So there you have it. If you're interested in trying any Final Girl wines, make sure that you head on over to their website at finalgirlwines.com. And no, this is not sponsored. It's just a cool wine brand that I discovered and I was excited to try. So thank you for going through that tasting with me and Adrian. Now, before I get into today's topic, I did want to give a little mini wine lesson or just just explain further what is a pet nat exactly. So basically a pet nat is short for petalent natural and it's a natural sparkling wine. So what that means by natural, it means that it has been made with minimal intervention from the winemaker while it's being produced and fermented. So they basically they let nature do its job instead of like adding stuff in it. So for example, for champagne, they add sugar in it and yeast and stuff like that. So basically, natural wine doesn't add anything to it. They kind of just let it sit there and ferment naturally. So that means that pet nuts don't have any sugar or preservatives added to it. So I guess uh, it's basically like a healthier version of champagne. And I think that's why they kind of called it like the quote-unquote hipster wine because it's like healthy. I'm I don't know if it's vegan, but I think it's vegan too. And the difference between like Petna and Champagne, because this Petna actually did taste a lot like Champagne, but usually Petnats only undergo fermentation once, whereas like Champagne, like I said, they go through fermentation where they add stuff to it, so it goes through it twice. So the second time is when they add like sugar and yeast and additives and stuff. So that's basically like the difference between the two and pet nets tend to be drunk or like people drink it younger and champagne tends to be older when it's like finally opened and enjoyed. How do pet nets usually taste and look? So I was actually kind of surprised because this pet nut is not how it's usually described or doesn't look like how it's usually described or at least how like when I was first introduced to it in Seattle. So Petna is often described as tasting like funky. It's cloudy in color too. And it's very fizzy. This one actually was very fizzy. Like the bubbles were making all these sounds once I opened it. But it wasn't cloudy. It, was, it didn't taste funky, but the one in Seattle did. The waitress even like warned us that it might taste funky and it might look off-putting but it was actually really good. I really liked it. It kind of tasted like kombucha to me, but yeah, it's that's how it usually looks like if you like Google pet nat. And on this article that, by the way, I'm getting all of this information from these two articles that I'll link in the episode show notes, but it's funny because this article says that sometimes they're slightly sweet and tend to have like fruity aromas. And it says right here, think of a, think of a pet nat sparkling wine like the version of a complex juicy IPA beer. So basically pet nuts are the IPAs of sparkling wine because they're so complex in flavor. And I, there you have it. I mean, if you know beer better, just imagine the difference between an IPA and a blonde. That's what a pet nut would be like. But all in all, this pet nut, like I said, was good. I enjoyed it. It is a good alternative to a champagne. But I mean, I get it, like it's pet nuts won't be cheap like the Andre champagne at the grocery store, but it's honestly a good thing to try if you're interested. So if you're interested in trying a pet nut, even if it looks cloudy to you, honestly, it might taste good, especially if you like kombucha or like IPA, like the complexity flavors, I recommend it. So that was my little short, short spiel, spiel? spiel on pet nuts and 
before I get into the topic of the episode, I'm going to take a little wine break and we'll be right back. So we're back and I wanted to just comment on pop culture events that have happened. And in specific, I looked up, I was actually going to do 2022 being like, oh, you know, we're halfway through. Let me comment on, you know, stuff so far. But I was like, no, I want to do, I want to like be nostalgic and comment on pop culture or just cultural moments from the 2010s. So I just went on Google, typed in top cultural moments of the 2010s. And I'm going to link the article that I found on the episode show notes, but this one's from MarieClaire.com. I just clicked on the first one and it says the 50 bestest, most influential, most unforgettable pop cultural moments of the 2010s. I maybe won't comment on all of them because that's a lot. Let's see. I'm literally like I haven't looked at this yet. So you're getting my my live (laughs) reaction and thoughts. So let's see. Okay. Actually, before I get into it, I just want to say what I was doing at that time. So 2010, that was literally when I graduated eighth grade. Basically, I started the 2010s ending my eighth grade and starting high school. Oh my God. Oh my God. That was 12 years ago. That's fucking crazy. How old was I? I wasn't even 15 yet because my quinceanera was in 2011. Um, so yeah, most of the 2010s, I was in high school, graduated in 2014, and then I went to college, graduated in 2018, and then I finished the rest of the 2010s, you know, being post-grad, working in my first job, and I actually, 2019 was when I started my first internship, um, I quit my job for the first time. And yeah, I ended the 2010s, I think I was depressed. (laughs) I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Uh, I definitely did start 2020 with a boyfriend. My boyfriend that I have right now, we met in late 2019. So we actually started the the new, uh, how would you say it? The new decade together. Yeah, that was the 2010s in my perspective basically i mean not my perspective just what i was doing um i was very naive definitely not the same person i am now which thank fucking god i don't like to think about that time in my life a lot but you know what i had some good times like i said started call uh, well actually all of my college years were in the, t- in the 2010s so that was fun And let's just go through it. Okay, so the first one on this list, it says, 2010, Lady Gaga's meat dress. Dude, come on. Iconic. I actually, I I remember when this happened and I was like, I actually, I don't think I was like as much of a fan of as her back then yet or at that time yet. So I remember when I saw that dress, I was like, what the fuck? Like like isn't she gonna get sick or something (laughs) that i do remember thinking that and also just like isn't it uncomfortable but dude honestly it's clearly iconic if that's literally the first thing that comes up on this article lady gaga is truly iconic and she sets the standards she pushes the standards and she's not afraid to do it so props to her that moment was definitely iconic and a good start to the decade do honestly (laughs) the next one i I guess this is going in order uh the next one says hide your kids hide your wife (laughs) the antoine donson little like the video the gif honestly that was funny i remember that was a big thing people were like hide your kids hide your wife hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here (laughs) Oh my god. And then when they wouldn't remix it, dude. Harry Potter ends. I do remember that. Even though I got into Harry Potter very late, I do remember watching the sixth movie, The Half-Blood Prince. And I remember my dad took us to see it. 
and that was that was crazy because like i said i got into it really late and already dumbledore died spoiler alert if you if you haven't seen it yet or read the books um but yeah i remember i was like what the fuck like this is the first movie i've seen because uh, yeah i know i literally saw that first and i was like okay maybe i should get into harry potter before it ends <laughs> now that i know dumbledore dies so yeah i got into to harry potter after that and then i was able to see these movies um not when it came out or it did come out but i didn't see it in the movie theaters but damn i remember i was a big fan like i mean i don't know about jk rowling now but back then i was like damn these books are good why i mean she's not relevant now but damn it sucks to have you know what never mind i'm not gonna get into it (laughs) next thing okay it says 2011 kim kardashian and chris humphrey's 72 day marriage let me just say i remember watching this special and being like who is chris humphrey's i did not know who he was but i was like okay kim whatever and then i just and then like the whole wedding was a huge thing i just remember like it was so huge a lot of people went a lot of money was spent only for their wedding i mean only for their marriage to last 72 days like how long is that in months like a little over two months i mean my quarter the quarter system at ucsd is longer than that I I can't imagine only being married for that. Like, what could have gone wrong? I mean, I know it was like a thing back then to like get married for publicity. But like, damn, that's fucking crazy. Like, I would not go that far. I mean, I don't know. It depends how much they would pay me to. If they did pay me multi-millions of dollars, maybe I would get married to someone just for publicity. <laughs> just for 72 days, though. But I would, def- I mean, okay, I'm over here judging, but then I was like, you know what? Maybe she got a point. <laughs> oh my God. So the next thing is Coney 2020, 2020, Coney 2012. Dude, that, I don't know if you remember that, but I vaguely remember that kind of like a, I thought it was, I totally forgot about it. And it wasn't until I listened to this podcast called Binge-topia, and they talked about it recently. And I was like, oh my God, they even said it was like a fever dream. And that's literally how it felt. Like, I totally forgot that happened, how huge that was. I don't know how big Instagram was at that time, but I remember using Twitter and that's when like the hashtag was like viral. Then it just stopped and I'm like, okay. Like they, the podcast, the girls in the podcast literally were like, it's crazy how like people just forgot about it after, but it was like a big, huge thing. And like the type of thing where like of course someone in america wants to do something to help another country but like they're totally not doing it right or it's not their place and just the way they do it of course in like a documentary form in like the white savior complex type way and making merch like i remember people wearing bracelets that said coney 2012 like it looked like a campaign ad and honestly don't get me wrong what was going on was horrible and it did need to stop and get awareness but i feel like this was the weird way to go about it i don't know it was just weird and def and i in the podcast they did do more research into this and showed that like literally even uganda didn't want it like didn't want that support like that i mean because they were like signing i remember the guy who made the the video i forgot his name he like was pushing for petitions and donations and it's like what what did he use this money for i don't remember and i don't even know like in the podcast they they don't even know either i don't even know if the guy even like showed where that money went <laughs> and like signing petitions you know being like yeah fuck coney let me sign this petition because that's the easiest thing to do and I don't have to do anything else. I can just easily and the comfort of my home sign this petition and share the hashtag and I'm doing a lot for this cause. <laughs> I don't know. I just I I just heard that podcast and I remember thinking like what the fuck I forgot about that. And I I just remember being in English class cuz I was in I think I was in 10th grade that year. And they talked about it and I'm pretty sure that's where I saw the video. 
And I was like, oh my God. Back then, I wasn't as like much of a thinker, I guess I am now. And back then, I was like, oh my God, these poor kids. I need to donate my money. But I sorry, it's just Coney. When I saw that pop up, I was like, oh my God, I forgot that happened. Oh my God, I also just want to add that I just found out that the English teacher at my high school, who, by the way, made me do a game board project on the freaking Holocaust, made students in her English class that year do a poster project on Coney 2012. Like, what the fuck? She, she does not learn, clearly. Okay, anyway, not to get too political, let me go to the next one. Oh my god, so the next one, I did live this moment, but I did not live this moment when it came out. It says, 2013, Game of Thrones airs the Red Wedding episode. And as you may not know, you may or may not know, um, I watched Game of Thrones way later. I just watched it the beginning of this year. And of course I got into it. I fucking love Game of Thrones. I can't believe I didn't watch that back then when it was a big thing. But although the ending was trash, I do remember this episode and I knew it was coming. Of course it got ruined for me a little bit, but... I didn't watch the show, so I didn't know who was who. I didn't know what character, how important they were, whatever. I didn't know anyone in that scene, even though I had seen it on YouTube. Because me being, like, struggling with FOMO, I was like, I want to know what everyone's talking about. (laughs) But when I actually saw this, after I knew who these characters were, oh my gosh, dude. Cat, Catalin. Oh my god, she was my fave character until that happened, and I was like, no, they really did her dirty, and fucking Rob, Rob Stark being the stupid in-love guy he was, honestly, like, yeah, that was cute with his relationship with Talisa, but, dude, come on, you really think this guy, I forgot his name, the evil guy who killed them you really think he's gonna be forgiving really and it was dude i was scarred when they stabbed talisa's stomach oh. sorry spoiler alert if you if you're watching game of thrones and are not there i'm so sorry but i mean it's still gut-wrenching like it was even though i had seen it I was still traumatized when I saw it after knowing who these characters were and the story. I, oh my god, I wanted to puke, honestly. <laughs> okay, but that same guy, I don't know what his name was, but when Arya killed him, dude, that was badass. My favorite kill from Arya, Miss Arya Queen. Honestly, she should have taken the throne. I love Arya. She was one of my favorite characters. Okay, the next one is 2014. The ice bucket challenge takes over social media. And I remember this so much. I actually wanted to do it. I did not do it, however, because I chickened out. But I do remember when this was a thing. And again, back then, I was like, wow, like these people are doing such a good thing, like raising awareness and blah, blah, blah. But honestly, I was like, what was the point? I was like, I feel like they're just wasting water. And, you know, again, like, I I get the reasoning why they were doing it. And I don't know. I just feel like it was a, just a thing for viral content. And to seem like you're doing something for a good cause. And I'm mainly thinking about, like, rich celebrities who did this. Like, they were the ones who did it a lot. And they would challenge other celebrities to do it. Like, I, I think I remember, like, Jennifer Aniston did it or something. And then she she challenged all her friends, co-stars or whatever. Which, of course, you know me, I love friends. But, come on. You're worth, like, $400 million. Instead of pouring a bucket of ice on yourself, why don't you just donate your money? <laughs> and your time. Low-key, kind of same vibes as the celebrity singing Imagine while we were all quarantining during the pandemic. I don't know. Is that the same? I think I kind of saw it like that. Again, it was still a cool thing because it was raising awareness for like an unknown disease. I think it was Lou Gehrig's disease. 
but mainly i i just remember mainly celebrities doing it um so yeah that's my commentary on that (laughs) i don't know if that's controversial but oh my god the next thing 2014 accusations against bill cosby are finally believed i was shook to the motherfucking core just like mariel the host of that show fucked me up would say because again i think this was like the very very how would you say it like the the beginnings not the beginnings but it's like leading towards it of the me too movement but i remember when all these stories were coming out about him and i just went into a big rabbit hole because i was like what like this not this can't be true no and i was just reading it and it was just freaky like i remember getting really creeped out because i was like that's when i i think first began to realize like how much power in especially in hollywood but like in general like when people have power over you like how easy it is to be manipulated like that especially if it's someone like bill cosby or like a big celebrity it's just sad like how easy it is to get manipulated and fallen under like their spell i guess to put it lightly um so that's that was a big thing and it says 2014 but i do remember being in college so maybe it was 2016 when he got convicted um but i remember in between like more stuff kept coming out about other people like um i don't know if that was around the same time about kevin spacey but i do remember that's when the harvey weinstein stories came out again all of these were when i was in college so i remember walking through campus and hearing about these things on like podcasts or like news articles and i was just like damn like that was when i really started to realize all the scary shit when it comes to power dynamics and workplaces and just people in power in general and men (laughs) when i said people i meant men (laughs) i'm just kidding it can be it could be men and women but of course at this time it was men okay okay something more lighthearted. the next one it says 2015 the great dress debate do you come on do y'all remember that i remember this very clearly and i was dead set on white and gold yes i was the white and gold bitch that was all i kept seeing and i was i was gonna i kept telling people i was gonna die on that hill because i couldn't see anything else i was like i don't know why you guys are seeing blue and black and you get your eyes checked i legit was like for white and gold and I remember even like shutting one eye. I remember like moving the picture. And I was like, dude, that's all I see. I don't know what you guys are smoking. It's white and gold. However, <laughs> I don't know what happened one day. And this was like after the hype died down a little bit. But then I saw blue and black. Like a little hint. Like blue and black. And then I went back to white and gold. And I was like, what the fuck? Anyway, I think it that's what it ended up being, right? Like, it ended up actually being uh, blue and black. But I was like, no. Like, how is it easy to see white and gold? And this kind of reminds me of that audio one where it was like Laurel or Fanny or Lanny. Was it Laurel? And I don't know what it was. But I kept hearing the other one, Fanny or whatever the other word was. But then I guess it ended up actually being Laurel. I don't know. Maybe I'm just built different. <laughs> maybe I'm like I'm just on a different breed. Like I'm I'm the the minority, the one percent. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I always chose the wrong one when it came to these things. Um, so yeah, the dress actually ended up being blue and black, and that audio one. I think it was Laurel, but I kept hearing the other one. I think it was Fanny. I have a feeling it was Fanny. But anyway, that that was my little rant because I I wanted to die on that hill. I was like, you're wrong. I'm right. And I ended up being wrong. But whatever. Oh, my God. Okay, 2016 lemonade drops. I remember when this dropped clearly because at that time, I was on my spring semester of my second year of college. So I 
I don't know how old I was. I think I was 21. No, I was 20. Yeah, 20? No, I, I was... Anyway, irrelevant. I was on living on campus, and my roommate at the time, her name was Rafilway. Shout out to Rafilway if you're hearing. I loved you. You were one of the best roommates I had on campus. You really turned around my roommate experience when I was living on campus, but... She was in love with Beyonce, and I remember when Lemonade came out, she was bumping that shit all day, every day, and rightfully so. I mean, Lemonade was bomb, so we she would just keep playing it, and I just remember she really vibed with it, and she kept, like, talking to me about, um, like, you know, more historical facts about Beyonce that I didn't know about. <laughs> historical like if she's a fucking historic historical figure from centuries ago no like she knew way more stuff about Beyonce so she would keep telling me about it and I was like damn like this is a really good album like honestly this album's iconic it really is and just the like the videos she did for this album or the movie she did the movie that movie was bomb that movie was so good and I just remember this changed my whole perspective of like Beyonce in general because I was like damn this was like very it was very emotional very raw artistic and just like a big triumphant part in like I think in her artistic timeline I guess you can say her career and I mean, dude, wasn't this like after when Jay Z came out to like cheating on her? So I was like, damn, she she really knows how to give it. And it was nice. It was. I mean, this literally also sparked that like he better call Becky with the good hair. Come on, like not only was it artistic, but it was very lyrical and quotable. Bomb, loved it. <sighs> okay, so another let's go back downhill another um depressing part of this decade 2016 donald trump is elected president and i remember this day obviously very clearly again i was in college um i had already moved off campus so i was living off campus which in a way i wish I was on campus because you know I remember being in class I had a late class this quarter and that class ended at eight but I remember everyone on that class in that class was on their computer watching like the votes come in live and it was it was like not cutthroat but it was very close however I do remember seeing at this in this classroom that Donald Trump was winning but people were still like you know there's still time it's barely eight votes are still coming in whatever you know the usual optimistic and that's how I I was trying to think back then so I was like okay okay but um anyway I think I think it was midterms or I don't know something was going on that I had to go home after to do homework and so I did And then I just remember sitting in bed when it was like midnight or whenever the votes were like all counted for and they officially announced that Donald Trump won. And I remember being in my room with Marielle and everyone in the apartment was sad. It was like a sad ambiance. People were crying and we turned on the news and of course, you know, people were talking about it and it was just something it was I just remember it was a moment where people were like kind of just taking it all in because they were shocked or maybe some people weren't shocked maybe they saw this coming and that's why I said that I kind of wished I was on campus because I remember there was a lot of protests and and I don't know if they were if they turned into riots but there was just you know a lot of social gathering not social gatherings just people gathered on campus and I, I remember that's what I wanted to do because I was like, well, I'm just here in my room kind of like taking this in when I feel like I should have been out there with other people kind of like 
expressing how we felt about this situation with other people who think like us. I don't know how to, I just remember that time being very sad, of course. So that was definitely a big moment that I won't forget. Okay, so the next one is a little less deep, I guess, but 2017, the fire festival fraud. Dude, I remember when this happened, and at first, when I first found out about it, I was like, damn, this is, this is extra, like, that, like, rich people really don't know what to do with their time other than make some bullshit idea happen in an island where no other people can bother them, or that's how I thought about it, but then, like, you know, the whole thing happened, and I was like, what the fuck, and I remember seeing pictures of, like, cheese, I think, like, on bread, as like the food and I was like what is this and I remember being so confused because I was like I thought this was like a music festival and then when I saw you know once Hulu brought out the documentary years later I was like oh shit like this is intense and fraud and something that someone should go to jail for because I was like what the fuck I would be pissed well first of all I would not pay for this I was like you know what let me just go on my own and but anyway i would be pissed if i paid that much money and (laughs) got stuck in an island i was like what the fuck are these people doing anyway okay let's scroll to 2018 okay 2018 prince harry and Meghan markle get married i remember this clearly because Okay, I was never into the royal family, by the way. I wouldn't be those people who woke up early just to watch things live like that. But the reason why I remember this one clearly is because this was... I remember around the time they got married was, I think, the weekend before my thesis was due. So I remember being in Geisel Library, pulling an all-nighter to do my thesis. And then I was like, you know what? The wedding's on right now. It was four in the morning because I was doing my thesis in the library because the library was open 24 hours. And I was like, you know what? Let me just watch it since I'm here, you know, doing my thesis. And I did. I turned it on. I mean, I wasn't really paying attention to it, obviously, but I was watching it live. Yes, I was. And I did see it happen live thanks to UCSD and making me do my thesis, pulling an all-nighter at Geisel Library. But anyway, I just wanted to say that quick comment because other than that, I would not have watched it. I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't really into the, into the royal family like that. Oh my God. The next one, 2019, the college admission scandal, dude. Dude, 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 this was fucking crazy. First of all, again, rich people, rich celebrities, like white collar crime type stuff. Like, it just baffles me that how people can get away with it for so long. Not only that, but not get punished. Or, like, they'll they'll only get, like, a little time in jail. Which is, of course, of course, that's a whole other story. But I remember seeing this and I was like, what the fuck, Aunt Becky? Aunt Becky did this? Like, I remember Fuller House was happening and I was like, what's going to happen now, dude? And, of course, she got cut out. But this was this was crazy because this actually pissed me off when it happened. Cause I'm like, dude, there's people who like are really looking forward to getting into these colleges and actually work hard to get in there only to get rejected. And it's just like it's a big thing for a lot of kids and a lot of people, especially in like low income communities, to get into a good university like Harvard. I think Harvard was involved. Or not involved, but that's one of the schools that their kids were going to. And only for these rich-ass celebrity people to be like, let me just pay for you to get in. Pretend you know how to play the sport. And they even staged the pictures, dude. I was like, how do you even have the time? Of course, like, of course they're going to make time for it. Because they rather work hard to make time for staging those pictures than to actually learn and get into these schools the right way like we do. And this is why, this is why we should burn the rich. <laughs> ah! Never mind. Forget I said that. But yeah, dude, this, this case was crazy. It says right here that more than 50 people 
were involved. And, you know, that obviously includes Felicity Huffman and Lori Laughlin and her husband. And then, did, do you even know how much money she paid? Did she pay, like, like millions of dollars? And I was like, are you fucking serious? Or I think it was half a million. I don't know. But anyway, that was nuts. That was crazy. And to end off this pop cultural commentary episode of the 2010s, let me mention the funniest one from 2019 that I actually just remembered. It's not in the article. The Storm Area 51 thing. <laughs> like, I remember seeing memes and stuff of that. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, is this an actual thing? And I think some people actually did go, right? I googled it and it says that Storm Area 51, they can't stop all of us. It was an American Facebook event. And, oh, a series of music festivals that took place around September 20th, 2019. But I remember seeing a lot of memes about like, oh, like the alien that I'm going to steal and what they're going to do for me. And they'll be like doing their chores for them or whatever. I, it's just honestly, it's crazy how social media like will make us look years from now. Like this was only a few years ago, but just imagine like us looking back at that 20 years from now or like our kids looking back at that. I'm just like, dude, we really did not give a fuck. And then look, the pandemic happened. So just a lot of crazy shit has happened the last couple years. And don't get me started on 2020 and the 2020s. We're, we're only two years in and a lot of shit has happened, especially besides pa- pandemic aside, the like beginning of 2021, dude. Don't even get me started on that. But... Anyway, that concludes this episode. I think I'm done. <laughs> I think I'm good. I think I'm a couple glasses of wine in already where I'm just, I just want to sleep and just forget about the last decade. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I just thought this would be fun just to go down memory lane, I guess, just to see like what things happened in the 2010s that I forgot about. I definitely forgot about some of these. And that's crazy. I wonder how the 2020s decade would look like when it's over as it is like i said a lot of stuff a lot of crazy shit happened already so like the johnny depp trial the pandemic the january 6th white house insurrection thing oh my god which actually i think the hearings are going on right now i need to check on that but anyway i hope i don't know i hope if you like this episode i'm glad if you didn't i'm sorry this was honestly just Oh my god, sorry if you hear the ice cream chunk. <laughs> but yeah, it was just something fun I wanted to do. And just like have a casual chat during my break before going back to study for finals. So I hope you enjoyed it. And next week I'll be back with more guest episodes. This was also just a little break from editing all those guest episodes. And if you did like it, make sure that you follow my podcast, Instagram, and Twitter at the Chatty Fox Pod. And leave me a five-star review if you liked it. It would really go a long way for me and my podcast to get noticed. Thank you guys so much, and I'll see you next week. Bye.